0: Ooh, Lord! Excuse me while I zip this up. Ah. Uh,
1: yep. It seems like uh, you're kind of taking the reins this week as far as the uh, the MoFo podcast goes, so why don't we just dive right into this one, because...
0: Well, just go. Just All right, so Mikey... You know, he'll send me text messages about, like, what should we have for topics? And, like, some of our best shows, we don't have a topic. You know, we just start riffing, and it kind of organically takes it where it will take it. But every once in a while, it's nice to have a starting point. And so I'm like, he's like, oh, let's do this or that. I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Let's talk about masturbation. And then Mikey's like, okay, there's a loaded weapon. I'm like, yes, so many ways it is. Not something I'm used to having another
1: dude bring up in conversation, unless we're just, you know, joking
0: about whacking off. But well, I, I'm having conversations with like customers. They talk about their angsty oh. kids or angsty kids at school. I'm like, well, you know what the problem is? Is they're not fucking. And you can't really encourage teenage kids, you know, especially the ones who are going through puberty really early and don't know what the fuck's going on with themselves. You can't really encourage them to go out, you know, and like start fucking. But there's always the old handy backup of just rubbing one off.
1: So are we going to get into, uh, what is it, parents finding kids crusty socks underneath their bed? or
0: No, no, that, I mean, I'm just, that's, just, that's just where the, the idea for this conversation came from. And, you know, I always go back to there's something about Mary. Because, like, the one joke that everybody remembers about that is like, hey, is that hair gel? Well, I think there's probably some truth to that. that If you haven't
1: seen the movie, and, you know, God, that came out over probably 20 years ago now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a a reference to tearing one off before you go on a date so you can – there's so you're not all sexed up when you go. There's no pressure, at least from, more from your standpoint, because you've already
0: taken care of business. Because his buddy tells him, you know, like, oh, yeah, you got to rub one off before a date. But then you find out he has an inferior motive. But, you know, so basically he finds like a lingerie catalog and like rubs one off at his hotel or his apartment or something. And then he gets, or he loses his discharge which I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody ever, but it's funny. And then she she's at the door and then she sees him and she sees what she thinks is hair gel dangling from his earlobe. And when she grabs it and then proceeds to run through her hair, And then later on, there's a joke about her hair is like erect. But, you know, it's it's like Homer Simpson said, it's funny because it's true. And, you know, most people will tell you after a good, Release. You're very relaxed. You're easier to get along with. You know, it's, it's like this Seinfeld episode. What was it, Master of Your Domain or something?
1: Oh yeah, that was. I was just watching a, a series called uh, called like the History of the Sitcom. They talk about like the that 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 one episode alone, like people actually like picking up. The Nielsen ratings at the time, as the show was going
0: on, like I guess people were calling each other, going, Are you watching this? Well, it's it also goes down, to it's funny because it's true. Because if you remember, as the contest goes on, you know, Jerry's holding out and he's getting really restless, he can't sleep, he's tossing and turning until I forget what breaks him, but he finally just like you know rubs one out, and George wins the contest, but then you see him sleeping like a baby. Well, yeah, it's uh, he's he's dating a girl that's a virgin
1: at the time, and and she she finds out about the contest and she dumps him. Oh. For, uh J, I think it's JFK Jr. At oh, time. that's right. That's, he
0: was a running joke, wasn't he?
1: That's why uh, Elaine lost. Yeah, because yeah. she was thinking about JFK Jr. And then you would see her sleeping, and like the Kramer was the first one out. You see him passed out right away.
0: Well, it's because he saw somebody naked across the street, or, and then he disappears for five minutes. He comes back, lays his money down. I'm out. And I'm yeah, like, oh my God.
1: George was visiting his mom in the hospital, and she was the person next next in the like the partition, getting a sponge bath.
0: And no, but that's what the catalyst for the the episode was. Was his mom walked on and walked in on George jerking went off, and she, like, I don't know, had a stroke or slipped and fell. That's why she was in the hospital, and that's what got the conversation going. And then, yeah, so George, you know, sees this thing in the sponge bath in his mom's room, and then, you know, he he almost cracks, and that's how he ends up winning, He's like, he perseveres through it. But, God, I mean, it's... But it's, it's funny, because it's true. I mean, sometimes... You know, you're not really in the mood for romance, but you need to relax. So you just rub one off, or double-click the mouse, or do what you got to do, and then suddenly ah, I'm okay now. I well, it's, when I was at the radio station, and this is a direct quote: do you "Remember Steph?" Yeah. You know, when I was when I when I started, you know, working the day shift, and I started dating and had regular girlfriends. You know, Steph actually said you are much easier to work with when you're getting late. And I'm like, D- really? I didn't think I was that angsty at work. I know I was other places. I mean, shit, you've seen that like my birthday, but you know, drunkenly calling a belly dancer hoping for a well, whatever, but But yeah, so it's she <laughs> she's like, Yeah, you're much easier to get along with when you're when you're getting late. I'm like, Okay. I mean, I do admit, I felt pretty happy-go-lucky that whole time
1: period, so... See, like, at that point, I'd been seeing somebody forever, and I was, but it was to the point where it was almost, like, scheduled. It was, like, Sundays was hump was the day, like, we got it on. It was that Got different. it. Yeah, it was, like, you penciled it in for between noon and two on Sunday after we cleaned the house and went grocery shopping.
0: That reminds me of... Previous said girlfriend. Her grandparents had a Thursday ritual. They would go out to Subway yep. sandwich shop for dinner, then they go home and have sex
1: oh, every Thursday. So every Thursday.
0: He, every he gave Thursday. Her the
1: old uh, five
0: dollar foot long when they got home. Yeah, well, they had I think like over a dozen kids. So oh, I boy. suppose I suppose if you get that many kids, you kind of have to like you know. I mean, I tell that to young couples now. Is, like when they start having families, I'm like. Do not forgo mommy-daddy time. That needs to happen if you want to keep your family together. I would think putting a lock
1: on your bedroom door is probably up there, too.
0: No, but even that, I mean, you got to, like, have some afternoon delight or sneak away or go park the, the car in the bushes somewhere and just get her done, you know, just have a little, you know, Loving, touching, squeezing, you know, because if you don't, you're just going to get more and more angry, which kind of goes back to my previous comment about, I mean, with ordinary kids. Because I think about, you know, previous generations, you know, they were fucking, you know. I don't know what happened where you look at the kids and they dress them more and more adult, the younger and younger they are. But on the other hand, they want to treat them like teeny tiny kids like well into adulthood and it's not natural. You know, it's like like let the kids be kids as long as they can. You don't need to start sexualizing them. You don't need to have little girls wear fucking lipstick right away. You know, kind of reminds me of when we had when we had to take that busload of
1: people to see Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera and they're all those like not even teenage girls dressed up like hoochie mamas and stuff like that. it was gross.
0: You know, and I'm not trying to get all Bible thumpy here, but it's just like, you know, let kids be kids and just let nature take its course. They're all going to mature at different rates, or maybe not at all. Or sometimes yeah, meet little kids, and it seems like they have really old souls. Let, let little Timmy go up in Yoda. the go up
1: in the treehouse with the. Well, they don't have a Sears catalog anymore, but uh, let them
0: go tear one off in the treehouse. I you know, it was always tradition, you know, for generations coming up. I think it started in the seventies where guys would talk about what's well, their dad's, well no, they'd find their dad's Playboys under the bed or in the, the closet or in the sock drawer. You know, and that was kind of their first introduction to forbidden knowledge. Forbidden
1: Next news. thing you know, you're borrowing dad's
0: socks. Yeah, and then, you know, suddenly there's a prevalence of porn everywhere. But you know, everybody knew people that were doing it in high school, but I think part of it was like they actually had free time to go do it. Now, most kids, they have so much shit jam-packed in their lives with, I don't know, like sports and music and dance and extracurricular tutoring so they can, you know, score well on college tests and get to the absolute best job. And by the time they get to that best job, they're already burnt out like a 40-year-old person.
1: I yeah, like, I just
0: I... need to learn how to relax.
1: <laughs> well, and back in my day, that was free back fun. In my day. That was free fun. It didn't cost you anything other than what you had to pick up for protection at Walgreens or the gas station.
0: Yeah, and Jesus, I mean kids young kids are exposed to porn. So much earlier now, and back then it was just old school. You know, maybe a couple of different positions. You know, maybe some doggy style. Now there's all this weird fetish shit, and all the incest stuff is really creepy. Yeah, I
1: yeah. think I I saw a map once
0: of like I think
1: Pornhub put it out, um, saying that there was a like the like most popular searches in each day, in each state. I mean. And it, um, like, it was weird because... Well, it made sense, actually, because all the ones in the South were like MILF, 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 MILF for yeah, every God. state.
0: Yeah, it's... there's, I mean, obviously, porn works off of taboo things. That's what makes it forbidden fruit. But yeah, the whole incest thing... I mean, granted, a lot of it's supposed to be stepsister, stepbrother, and you're watching professional porn stars do it, so you know they're not actually related or just the concepts of it just get really icky. You know, and when you start...
1: Now that there, and I posted a link to it yesterday on the mofo page that there's actually going to be a, a Pornhub documentary coming out, but it's going to be involving things like apparently how there's other sites that have a uh, class action lawsuits because Pornhub owns like their parent company owns just multiple, multiple, multiple other sites, and then there's yeah. also the issue of trafficking and stuff like that that goes along along with it too. As far as you know, them doing or not doing enough to try to stop it mm-hmm. on their site. That just got and serious.
0: that got serious though real fast. You know, as people just kind of start developing weird fetishes and unfortunately they don't stop there they just start going further and further down the
1: rabbit hole well that's that's yeah you don't it's the same with a relationship you don't start off with the weird kinky stuff right away because you're gonna you're gonna get bored in any relationship and and try some weird stuff but don't start like that on the first date. Don't don't pick up where you left off with the last person you were dating, you know, the first oh, time yeah. you're, you're going to pound town. Because, A, you're probably going to freak them out. Or you're going to discover that they're into something way more weird than you are. And, B, then what are you going to have left after a month or two?
0: Sam Kinison, the comedian, used to have some bits about, you know... It- Dating somebody and they were hung up on their ex Who did all this crazy shit Like they break into a church and fuck on the altar You know, and it's just like How are you supposed to live up to that? You can't bring up your past crazy sexual shit with people You gotta like start from zero Start out a good old-fashioned missionary Maybe a good old-fashioned hand job, Or like that one joke in South Park Where they did the uh, The Creme Fresh Shake Weight thing It's like, oh, sure, an old-fashioned <laughs> and they just made them out on the fly. They, you know but ever since it kinda of took over, it's like, you know, hand jobs and old fashioned. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it kinda of is an old fashioned, you know, it's I mean you're so used to your own hand, it's refreshing
1: to get a new one. Yeah, whatever happened to dry humping until you were so sorry you couldn't put pants on for a week.
0: Oh god. I think we talked about this one time about like, you know, telling women if you dry hump a guy for two hours and then decide you want to fuck and then he gets two shots in you and pops a cork. That's not his fault. That's your fault. He should, yeah. he should like, you know, give him a handy. You know, pop that cork and have him recharge and give you a fresh load. Yeah, whatever I mean, happened.
1: One, whatever happened that? to the, the simpler times? We should really cut an, uh, cut an ad. Uh, Radio Mofo remembers dry humping, backseat hand jobs. movie theater plague, heavy petting. Heavy petting. Radio Mofo remembers.
0: There you go. It's already <laughs> cut. I okay, can just take it out. And, you know, so do like I, pep- the Pepperidge Farm ads.
1: You'll be excited to know we've got a response on Twitter that came in. I just just put it out there. Uh, they just said we're talking about whacking more or less, this week. Or you're talking about it. Well, we're, we're talking about it now. Screw it. Um and this user at hips and nips. I'm going to assume that, that the girl just says that she, she I'm saying she does it all the time during her commute on the way to work. Oh, God.
0: It sounds like old Howard Stern listeners. That makes sense, though. <laughs> you know, yeah, ah. why,
1: why not be nice and mellow when you walk in the front door just in case you run into whoever it is that's your, you know, your work crush or your work wife. I mean, that could take a lot of sexual harassment out of work if everybody was just...
0: You were required to tear one off before you got in every day? Well, that kind of goes back to the whole, not so much the sexual thing, but just needing to relax. And, you know, if you can't afford, you know, weed all the time or you can't afford prescription drugs, what's the next best way? All natural. So, yeah, run one off before work so you go in relaxed and you know, maybe everybody else is running around like chickens with their head cut off, but you're chill. You're alright. Oh uh, yeah, and there's no drug testing for that either. Nope. There's no. He's got a, you no know, drug testing just, for endorphins that I know of. I, I, I'm assuming this person, assuming it is a she, um, and not maybe post-op either. That you know, when she orgasms, she does not gush, as they say, or flood, as they say in the vagina monologues. You know, so she's... Well, I mean, that's the thing, you know? I mean, we. we, everybody always jokes about, like, the wet spot in the bed, but it's not always the guy, you know? And going back to, like, interesting fetishes on porn, I mean, the whole spray thing you see sometimes. It's it's pee. It's pee, or basically they just shot a bunch of water up their hoo-ha and they quick edited it out so they could do the spray thing, but... Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of liquid. But you know, we, I I didn't know this before I saw the vagina monologues that some women do discharge a lot of fluids. And oh god. You know, so I'm just just wrap this up, you know. So if she's rubbing one off at work, I'm assuming there's not a lot of discharge, and you know, so it's not like she has to wear the pens to work to cover all of her vaginal vaginal orgasm secretions.
1: Or she has like easy to wipe down leather seats.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, she's Maybe we could nose. get
1: a uh, towel. You think Scotchgard would sponsor us now?
0: Oh fuck no!
1: Oh fuck no! <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't, I don't, think dildo companies would
1: even sponsor us. I got so tired of trying to sell my youth cars with skeet marks
0: all over them, but now I use Scotchgard was another old comedian i think his name was john fox and he talked about like pocket pussies or maybe that was sam Kinison. but yeah basically it's just a rubber vagina you just put it on just for truck drivers you know so you wouldn't have to stop at a truck stop and get a lot you know, a lot lizard you just basically have a battery operated hand job machine to take care of you on the car ride or the, the truck ride
1: at the uh music store that i worked at in high school i was no i was working there with actual like grown-ass adults and um our manager knew that one of the guys that was working there had like a really bad date and ended up going home alone or something like that i don't know the whole story but um her secret santa i actually gifted him one of those things nice <laughs> It was just the kind of people I hung out with at the time that were all much older and, you know,
0: into that kind of thing. I twice in my life I've been gifted like uh, rubber vaginas. Yeah. And the first time I'm like, oh, I'll try it once. But oh it was my so god! Over, it was so overstimulating. I'm like, okay, that's weirding me out. So I got rid of it and then years later a buddy and his wife, it was her idea she bought me like a pocket pussy but then it was too small, I literally couldn't fit into it at all <laughs> and I'm like I wasn't, you know, and I told her that I'm like, I, I disposed of your thing I didn't fit in it, she's like, oh well then, I'm like I'm i not sure if I should be, I'm not sure if there's a double insult where she thought I, was, I had a tiny dick Plus, if I needed like a pocket pussy. Yeah, if that's not a humble brag, I don't know what is. Well, I'm I'm not an NBA player by any means, you know, but I I don't know may, maybe the thing needed to be soaked like a, a tea bag to like make it expand or something, but it just yeah, it didn't fit, it didn't work, it was just oh weird. my god. Yeah, you know, they, they tried to put the pubic patch on there, and it just looks like something you would you know sand wood with. Just not that appetizing.
1: I like to buy all the weird things that you find at those those uh, machines and bathrooms at
0: truck stop restrooms. Oh God, like the like French ticklers and whatnot.
1: Yeah, all those weird things, and then just give them to a random person. Hmm. Oh
0: yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hey, a little something from me to you. I'm paying it forward. I I remember in college. That's a place, and they actually had Magnum condoms, so I bought a couple, and I'd give them to girls who I knew that were dating total and other douchebags, and I'd be walking by, seeing them, I'd come up to her, I was like, "Oh, hey, use this for later," and she'd just be like, she would get all red faced, and the guy look at me is like, "What are you trying to say, fucker?" And I'm like, "You guys have fun, see you later," and I'd walk away. I remember this one guy, his name was Carter. His first name was Carter. Ooh, name. douchebag, just from that name. Yeah. yeah, I think she actually eventually married him, had a couple kids, and then divorced him, but... Carter yeah, Pewterschmidt. He, he did not like me. The feeling was mutual. God. Ah, um, trips down
1: memory lane. That sounds... If there's ever a name that makes me think Republican right off the bat, it would be Carter. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, where else are we going with this whacking thing because I'm not sure I have
0: oh well anyways I'm just you know a lot of it's just taboo mostly from religion you know which is bullshit we could go off on religion for days and days but you know just rub one off okay here's here's another funny story so I knew what jerking off was but I did not know what the word masturbation was I mean, it obviously doesn't come up in normal conversations. So when I was in eighth grade, many, many, many years ago, and I was sitting in class, and this girl I had a crush that was next to me, and she must have been PMSing because she was in mega bitch mode. And so the teacher's up there talking about this and that, these different terms and shit. And he says masturbation, and I just kind of mutter under my breath, "What the hell's masturbation?" She turns and yells at me, "It means jerking off, you idiot." <laughs> blurted out in the class. I'm like, oh, God, please kill me now. Please kill me now. And Jesus Christ, she... I mean, she was so ornery. And then the, the teacher's just like, all right, moving on. No, because he wasn't going to date... You know, when you're teaching sex ed to 8th graders, you know, it'd be like teaching a room full of Beavis and Buttheads. I mean, they're going to laugh and snicker at everything. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the
1: funny thing that I just thought of was... I used to, when I was probably maybe early junior high, grade school, maybe, still not totally sure how everything worked, I used to always wonder why the people use the phrase getting laid. I'm like, what does this have to do with chickens and eggs? Like, I don't, I don't, it's just a weird memory that I have, like, getting laid, it's like, people talk about getting laid, I'm like, what do you mean that you Hanging out with chickens or
0: chickens—I don't know. however <sighs> I was really little, I thought like your like your penis would go in the girl's belly button. Well, I, I mean, mean that was before that was before puberty. You know, just trying to figure out like what does this stuff mean? Where does this stuff go?
1: Maybe if you had a girl with a really deep belly button. It's probably lots and lots of holds there yeah there's there's some fetish stuff out there that's, that's gotta be it. what's the the weird rule rule number something or other where if it exists there's porn of it
0: oh oh god what is that um
1: i want to say it's like rule 34 or something or 43 or something like that
0: you know it's like most major movies there's always going to be porn of it I remember when they came out with the Avatar porn, the first Avatar movie came out. I'm like, how do they keep the blue paint on?
1: I remember seeing one back in the day that was based on Titanic. Oh god. Actually still my, my favorite one of all time that the only time I've ever actually been able to watch porn with a bunch of other people was when we had rent these tapes that were called porn bloopers.
0: Oh Christ! Really?
1: Yeah, I know. was just people falling off of couches and and getting bent in half or getting shot in the eye, and just really, now that I think about it, vile stuff. But at the time, it was absolutely hilarious.
0: Was it? Was it? Was there Yakney Sachs music to go along with it, like a Betty Hill?
1: No, but I think I'm going to probably have to make that as the the music for this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah it's do you know what hentai is yes so the first time i ever saw any hentai was in college because i had a weird buddy and you know i liked anime stuff you know cartoons you know that's before it became as big as it is now and usually what you saw over here was like the action stuff or the horror stuff but he had hentai lots and lots of tentacles and you're watching this in a room with, like, two other guys. And this is one of those situations where nobody's making eye contact. And, you know, it, it's not like when you're watching normal porn or something else cheesy. Everyone's just kind of doing the mystery science theater 3000 thing, and they're just making snide comments. Everyone's just kind of really quiet. Is it, you know, everyone's just kind of curious what's what are the other guys saying or thinking. And so my buddy Andy, we've talked about, this experience. Years later, his wife's like, so is this stuff really bad? I'm like, I can find you some, but I will not be in the same room when you watch it. Because there's no way in hell I can look you in the eyes again if we watch hentai together. If you and your hubby want to watch it, which I don't suggest, um, you can do that, but I am not watching hentai in the same room as you.
1: Especially if you actually were to make eye
0: contact in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell is it? It was called A Doji, Legend of the Overfeed. Uh. There's this one classic (laughs) line where this this monster comes to life. He takes over this corpse, and and then he basically, like, rape fucks this nurse, and he's like, oh, the first in a thousand. And I'm like, you know, that's what happens to a culture when they get, you know, nuclear bombs dropped on
1: or people that are repressed for so long that once they get a chance, they just go absolutely crazy.
0: Well, I know that the Germans got some weird sexual shit, but there's nothing like the Japanese. There's um, nothing. I mean, nobody else came up with tentacle porn. Nobody else in Asia's got tentacle porn. It's just the Japanese. You know, you're talking about watching
1: it with like other people. One of the like weirdest things that used to happen at the old TC dorm was, do you remember the Spice channel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lacrosse used wow, to have... A blast from the past. They used to have this wireless cable that was, like, it was broadcast, but you needed, like, a satellite decoder to actually watch it. And some people in the, the dorm actually managed to either pay for or hack into it. And what happened at 10 o'clock... Well, they probably paid for it, but they told everybody they hacked into it to sound cooler. Probably. Um, but what would happen... I think my roommate might have actually paid for it. But what happened is TNN, you know, or not not TNN, uh, whatever the, the country kind of channel was, I don't think it exists anymore. CMT. Kind of oh, like know. that. Kind of like that. But um, it was all kind of Dukes of Hazard and stuff all day. But at 10 o'clock at night, it would switch to the Spice channel. Oh, and God. like the dorm would get like just deadly quiet on the, the guy's floor. Sitting around with like a bunch of dudes, watch just like watching those like the rejects from Playboy though, because it wasn't people that were that great. Yeah. And all of, of a sudden, there's a like bad. one guy who's like, "Yeah, it's a nine thirty at night. I think I gotta go take a shower." Like you. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt good. I always felt bad for whoever the guy was that had to clean our dorm bathrooms.
0: A lot of bleach. A lot of bleach.
1: Bleach and fire, I would hope.
0: Yeah, that's where I think I learned
1: how to use shower shoes properly. Ooh, otherwise you were just stepping on some other dude's kids.
0: (laughs) Ah. Who is? Oh God, who is that one comedian? He talked about, you know, genocide. I kill millions daily. You know, basically, you know, filling up socks with his discharge. Um, That guy's name—he died young. He had like cancer or something. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that guy had some hilarious shit about like masturbation, and weird sex shit. And he loved to rip on like um, Rush Limbaugh and those guys. It was just—I mean, he knew he was dying, so he didn't give a fuck. He was just gonna give everybody both barrels. I mean, at that time, he was the only guy that could really outscave. George Carlin, you know, be political and be really pointed and just not give a fuck.
1: It's kind of makes me think of uh, the mall rats when they're talking about how the, there's a plane that's about to crash and everybody just starts like the guys all just whip out their piece and the girls oh, yeah. all just start and then like the plane levels out and like no words are spoken.
0: Yeah. The rest of the flight. Yeah, that's what he, the one guy asked Stan Lee about like, the um, Fantastic Four's junk. <laughs> oh god. Maybe that's why those movies don't take off, because everyone's keep thinking about like, does a thing have a rocky penis? Or how far can Mr. Fantastic stretch his own penis?
1: <laughs> it's like a stretch Armstrong kind
0: of thing. You know, could he could he work out a scientific experiment in, in one room and then be boning his wife in a separate
1: room? <laughs> oh god. It's like a yeah, uh, there's a, another weird thing that if, if you if you only know Drew Carey as the wholesome Drew Carey that does the prices right now, um, look up on YouTube. He has, a, he has a book called Dirty Jokes and Beer, but there's a segment in it that's called 101 Big Dick Jokes. It's like, nice. my, my dick is so big it has feet. My dick is so big that movie theaters only serve popcorn in small, medium, large, and my dick... Or my dick is so big, I'm already fucking a girl tomorrow. <laughs> but it's just it, you can find the him, the audiobook of him reading it on YouTube, and it's 101 dick jokes.
0: That's awesome. Although no, nobody was as, as scathingly dirty as Bob Saget. Oh yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it out there, listeners,
1: check out the Aristocrat sometime. The the movie. Oh yeah, documentary. Oh, yeah. I think it's on Netflix.
0: It's a story of the uh, dirtiest joke ever told. It's a joke that comedians tell themselves, but they never do it in public. And it's it's basically, it's got a setup and then it's got a finish. But the trick is to make the part in the middle as crazy and as inventive and disgusting as possible.
1: And it always <laughs> ends with, what's, what do what you, the agent says to the people, to the family,
0: what do you call your act? The aristocrats. Yeah. I've actually like done that a couple times for people because like I don't I don't get it. I'm like, well, I mean, the whole thing is it's kind of anticlimactic because the punchline isn't funny. It's just all the weird shit in the middle.
1: Gilbert Gottfried's version was probably the best, I think. You know, and the- he he
0: he broke the taboo about doing it in public. He was at a roast, all of his bits were tanking, and he went into the aristocrats. and totally saved his 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 whole portion of the show because people started booing him and then by the time he finished his version of it they're all like Woo!
1: <laughs> well I think we've uh, about come just about the full circle with, with what we can do with this topic don't you yeah I'm pretty much fancy. We and since we have no female perspective we're only going to go to deeper darker places with this at this time I think
0: well if you want to set up like a Questionnaire out there in one of our many feeds, you know, about the ladies and the need to relieve pressure manually. You know, we can always come back and revisit this someday.
1: Yeah, we can do oh, a follow up. Nick. Maybe I'll, I'll make up put up a poll on the uh, at Radio Mofo Twitter page. I'll do it. It's a. Uh saturday or friday it's friday now Woo! it's the weekend if there wasn't a reason to whack off before i don't know what is